Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. Of a recognition that took place between the wilderness and between this part right here where the gathering demoniac came, the two of them, I believe, came out of the tombs and people even dreaded walking past, but they came out of the tombs and there they would gnash at people. They couldn't even keep clothes on them. And here they saw Jesus coming and they come out and they started confessing that Jesus is the Son of God. Even the enemy started confessing that Jesus is the Son of God. And today, may it be known in all the heavenlies that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. I confess that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the great, glorious God. He is the only God and there is none greater. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the healer. He is the one that redeems people from lives of destruction. And He is the one that forgives sins. He is the one that cleanses people's lives. He is the Son of God. I confess that to to you this day and to everybody across the whole world that Jesus is the answer. He is the Son of God. Truly, He is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. Yes, He is the Messiah. Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua. For all those of you watching in Israel, which I do understand there's an audience, quite an audience. Yeshua HaMashiach. My understanding is that means The Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. I confess that. Well, there's something. I won't go into that yet. But let's look at some more things here. And then we'll go to that. In Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2. Above it, it, talking about the, the Holy of Holies. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, and twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. It's talking about worship. You see, it talks about the seraphims that were really close into the presence of God. They dwelled there symbolically, and I believe also eternally. There is this presence that rests alongside the presence of God somehow. As we read in several places in the Old Testament, and we get glimpses of it in the New Testament, and we read about it in the book of Revelation, that there is seraphims, and where they spend their ministry, and what they did is they spent themselves in the presence of God, and they had six wings with two wings. What do you think of when I say wings? Flying. When you think of wings, you think of flying. It says the seraphims had two wings. Two wings covered their face. When you come into the holiness of God, when you come into the presence of God, that's what happens. Have you ever been in the presence of God? Or you just want to go like this? what happens 
This is how they worship, two wings. And the other were the two on top of their feet. They recognized that they could not walk. They recognized that he was too holy. And in his presence of his holiness, they couldn't even walk. So they covered. They took that which would normally fly him and transport, transport him and do all the work and make him do things. They used to cover their walk and their face. And only then can you use the other two to fly. Many of us, if we were to start covering our faces in worship to God and to cover our feet, but rather than that, we try to use all six and to keep flying and we're never able to fly because you will not fly when your feet are not covered because they will walk. And I'm saying these things and some of these things might not make much sense to you, but they will as we go on. People, we need to learn that you cannot walk the Christian life. You cannot live outside of Christ. The Bible says only if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so those feet need to be covered. Your walk needs to be covered. It needs that which easily could fly you in places perhaps needs to stop that walking and to stay in the presence of God only then will those other two wings carry you and cause you to fly. If you don't do this, my friend, what will happen all through your life? You will just go through a life and you will never be able to fly. You will only walk. And that walking is often in the flesh. You want to come in the presence of true worship. And listen, I'm not done yet. Don't form opinions before I'm done. Because you'll open your eyes to what God's wanting to show you. You say, well, what do I do? I don't, just listen. We're not there yet. Many people are not willing to put the wings, that which would be able to make them do something and cover their feet because they have to hold still. And if they hold still, they feel like they're doing nothing. And when they're doing nothing, they just, they have this thing that Cain had. I've got to do something. I've got to raise fruit. I, I have to raise corn. I have to do something so that God would smile on my life. Not the seraphims in the presence of God. They covered their feet and they covered their face. And with two, they didn't fly. My understanding without going deeper into it is unless you cover your face, tells me you're not in the presence of God. Perhaps because you don't cover your face, you have the faces of man looking at you and it scares you and fear of man rules your life. You would serve God deeper, but you're afraid what people say. Cover your face. If you don't cover your face, you're able to see everything that goes out there with your natural eye. And the Bible says that when Jesus will come, he will not judge by what he sees. And in true worship, I believe in true worship, we cover our eyes. We cover what all is over our face. And I believe part of it is the ears. Jesus said when he will come, the Bible said when he will come, he will not look 
with his eyes or judge with his eyes, nor will he judge of what he hears. Look at this, my friend. How many times has you as a carnal person walked around having the wings off of your feet and not your wings over your, over your eyes or over your ears, and you've gone out and you've formed opinions based on something you've heard or something you've seen? And then you spread around and walk around and do it perhaps with your feet. You will only do the will of God. You will only work the depth of God. You will only work in the power of God. You will only see the demonstration of the Spirit of God if you cover your feet and keep your face covered. It is only then that you'll walk and that you'll be able to fly like an eagle that never tires because it's effortless. Its wings will just soar you. And the winds, the upwinds and the updrafts will hold you. Who is the wind? He is the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to fly with your wings and glide divinely by the power and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. You'll be able to glide on that. This is where you'll see power. This is where you'll see the power of God. This is where many refuse to walk because there's a cross to get there. Luke, I want to go back now and start with a message on the fall of man. Luke chapter 3 verse 38. Which was the son of Enos? Which was the son of Seth? Which was the son of Adam? Which was the son of God? Do you know that the Bible is very clear right there that Adam was the son of God? Are you aware of that? Adam was the son of God. That's what it says. Adam was the son of God. Now Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Eve was hungry. She was in need of food. There was the serpent. There was the tempter. At that moment that you're needing food, at that moment that you're coming into his presence and saying, Oh God, God, I need this. God, I have this need. That's whom the tempter is often speaking. And he will give you some advice and he will offer you some sort of other strength and you can turn to it. Eve looked at it and I'm going to say something that I'm pretty sure none of you ever heard. I never heard it, never heard it say, never heard it said or anything. A lot of these comments I haven't. But I believe I have scriptural foundation for it. You see, I used to preach many years ago. I used to say that Eve sinned first by talking to the serpent. Well, there's no scriptural basis for that. So I was wrong. The only scriptural basis in law that Eve actually had, Adam and Eve at this point, is do not touch the tree and do not eat of it. It's a tree of knowledge. So it doesn't say that she could not have communicated because remember, 
They had dominion over the fowl of the air and over the fish of the sea and everything that creeps upon the earth. They had total control and total power and dominion over everything. And that included the serpent. And even if something speaks out of the serpent's mouth, they had dominion over that. So that means to me that they would have certainly spoken to them. So where did they fall and where did Eve fall? When I saw this some time ago, I would just long to see it have an effect on your heart, the way it affected my heart. When I saw this, I fell on my face. I, I'm not telling you that so that you know, but this is how much it affected me. When I saw it once, the reason that Eve yielded. I believe all Eve wanted, I believe she wanted to give something to God that came from herself. Because all this while, she had to lean on God. She had to walk in the strength of God. She longed to have something that she could give and say, God, are you happy with what I can give you now? A pat on her back. Because all the strength that she had in this point all came from God. It all came from a relationship with God. It all came from fellowship with God. Because... Eve, as Adam, Adam was a son of God. He was a son of God. He had no sin in his life. Eve had no sin. Nothing was any sin in them. So they were thinking the same way that the other son of God that we read about in the Bible in, in uh, first or second Corinthians, where it talks about the last Adam. The first man Adam, uh, first uh, man Adam, which is uh, first the first Adam, which was Adam, or the first man was Adam. The second man... Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.